0: Hello and welcome to the Harmony Deconstructed podcast. This is a podcast that explores how we can build and sustain an inspired, harmonious life. My name is James Mwangombe. Welcome to today's episode where we'll be discussing about being in harmony with the image of The Creator. The apple does not fall far from the tree. This is an English proverb. And this saying is has been used to express the view that uh, children take the traits of their parents. Either they look like them, they behave like their parents, or they do the things that their parents do. We are made in the image of God, the Creator. He calls us to exhibit qualities similar to the ones he has, to have the same character as he does. He says in the scriptures that we should be holy just as he is. We should be perfect just as our Father in heaven is perfect. We should be loving. We should be kind. We should be just. We should be generous just as our our creator is generous. We should be forgiving just as he forgives and so on and so forth. So, so there are all these qualities about um, the creator that uh, uh, we are told about, that we essentially as human beings, the, create, the, the, the creator or how he created us, we need to look at the qualities that he has and we also uh, do possess those qualities and we need to possess those qualities in increasing measure. I was thinking about this the other day and it occurred to me, how our bodies have some qualities that are similar to those of the Creator. Listen to this. For instance, um, I see some similarities, the following similarities, that the Creator, our God, reveals Himself to us human beings in three ways in what has been described in Christianity as the Holy Trinity. So He reveals Himself as the Father, as the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Similarly, like I explained in a, a previous episode, I think our bodies can be viewed in three levels. First, as the outer body, the physical body that we can see and perceive or feel. We can perceive with our senses. So, for instance, we can see the physical body. We can touch it. Then there's the second or the inner level, the inner body. This is the body that is um, we, we we cannot see it without the aid of some equipment so this is the part of the body that is essentially covered like the the liver the lungs and the brain we can see this through the aid of equipment medical equipment and then there's the third uh, level which is the most inner or the invisible body that is the soul the spirit So, there are those similarities that I see. The second thing that I see that is uh, similar is our subconscious mind, uh, which is always at work. So, the subconscious mind is always at work, whether we are awake or we are asleep, it's always working. So, since you're born or since we are born, this subconscious mind is always at work until the day when we die. And similarly, God is described as always being at work. He's always at work. And the scriptures uh, say in John 5 verse 17, Jesus was questioned about working during the Sabbath and his his response was that his father is always at work. He's always working. And in the Psalms, in Psalm 121, uh, that is verse 3 to 4, it describes God as being... He never sleeps or he never slumbers. So he never slumbers or sleeps. The third similarity that I see between ourselves as human beings and God our creator is that our souls, our spirits are invisible and can exist eternally just as God does. God exists eternally and he is invisible as well, similar to our souls and our spirits. There's a story of a young man who was a spitting image of his father. For purposes of this story, I will call him Tim. Tim had only come to know his father, Jones, when he was in his 30s. All along, he grew up without the knowledge of his father. You see, his father and mother, uh, who was called Tina, had met in the 70s when his father was a young man. Jones had a job in Tina's district which was very far from his own village. He usually would travel two days on a bus to get to his job from his home village whenever he traveled there. Jones worked in that district for two years. Afterwards, he was transferred back to a position close to his own village. This was back in the 70s when uh, the means of communication were not as fluid as it is today. So, I've heard people would send letters and some of those letters would get lost or it would take months before a letter was delivered and hopefully once somebody got the letter, they need they got to respond to the letter and then it would get to you. So it took a while for, for, for that process. So once Jones moved back to his village, he lost touch with Tina, whom he had befriended in the district. Unbeknownst to Jones, Tina had become pregnant towards the end of of his posting there. With time, Jones settled in his home village. He got married and he raised a beautiful family. Fast forward 30 years later, Tina got really ill. She was dying and felt she could not bear the burden of not revealing the identity of um, Tim's father. She mentioned to Tim where his father was from, and that she had tried to locate him when Tim was born to no avail. And then uh, later on, she discovered that uh, he had gotten married and she chose not to reveal that he had a son. Essentially, she didn't want to disrupt his family. And she decided to raise Tim on her own. Tim was so excited to learn that he had a father. And the more he thought about it, the more excited he got. So he made a decision. He decided to travel to his father's village to to locate him, to look for him. When he arrived at the village shopping center, heads were turning and people were whispering, Who is this who looks just like a younger? So people were whispering, just saying, who is this who looks like a younger Jones? And people were were very curious. So Tim approached one of the elderly gentlemen who was sipping some hot tea as he listened to the day's news on the radio that was propped up on a stone beside him. The elderly gentleman looked like he had been in the village for long and would know Tim's father, according to what Tim thought. And indeed, once Tim asked after his father, Jones, the elderly gentleman knew him as sure as day. And he even added, You look just like him. A younger version of Jones. (laughs) You even laugh like him. You laugh like him too. Tim was directed to Jones' home. So the elderly gentleman pointed him in the right direction. And he went on his way. He arrived and Jones was shocked. There was no denying the young man looked just like him. He had some explanation to give to his family, but that is a story for another time. The following day, Jones gave the young man some of his clothes to wear since he had not brought a change of clothes. Tim was seated outside the house thinking about this exciting discovery and meeting his uh, father and his um, half-brothers and sisters. And he had his back, so Tim had his back to the nearby path where one of Jones's uh, neighbors was passing. This neighbor immediately started talking to Tim as though he was Jones. Tim did not respond but turned to look at her. Then she ...realized it. It was not Jones. She apologized and went on her way. However, she noticed... ...the uncanny resemblance... ...that Tim... ...or this young man... ...that she did not know... ...had to Jones. And it was made even more so... ...by the fact that Tim was wearing... Jones's clothes. Indeed, the apple does not fall... ...far from the tree. Like Tim who resembled his father, we are indeed children of the creator and we bear a striking resemblance to him. We owe our existence to him and he sustains us. Scripture in Colossians, and that is uh, chapter 1 verse 15, it describes Jesus as the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Jesus had a conversation in John chapter 14, with Philip, who was one of his disciples. Philip had asked Jesus to show them the Father. And Jesus told him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. There is a scripture where Jesus says, We are God's. This is in John chapter 10, verse 34, where Jesus quotes the 82nd Psalm uh, in verse 6. And scholars say that the Hebrew word translated in these verses uh, to mean gods is uh, Elohim. And the word gods in the Psalm, that is in Psalm 82, seems to have been used to refer to judges, magistrates, rulers, and other people in positions of authority. Jesus in John chapter Ten was essentially telling the Pharisees who questioned him, so the Pharisees had questioned uh, Jesus for for calling himself the Son of God and so putting himself to the same level as God, and so, in his response to them, he said that uh, in their own scriptures or in the scriptures, uh, people are referred to as Gods. And he was essentially telling the Pharisees if human beings could semantically be referred to as gods, how much more the one who was sent by the creator. Similar use of this word is in uh, Exodus chapter 7 verse 1, where God tells Moses, I'll make you seem like God to Pharaoh. Meaning Moses as a messenger was speaking God's word and would be his representative before Pharaoh. Psalm 82 verse uh, 6 to 7 says, I say you are gods, you are all children of the Most High, but you will die like mere mortals and fall like every other ruler. Those who exercise authority in one way or another in this world can be seen as gods. However, this authority has been delegated to them by the Most High. They should exercise authority knowing that They are mortal and they ultimately have to give an account of how they have used that authority. I should be careful to sound a warning here. We should be like God, but not God. That is, we should be like God, but not God. We should embody and exhibit his qualities and characteristics, but not assume or take his position. We should hold firm. To the saying, let man be man and God be God. Being a law unto ourselves is the highest form of pride in my view. As the saying goes, pride comes before a fall. If we set ourselves as God, then we will definitely descend into chaotic life. Harmony, therefore, is found in the balance of being like God, but not being God. So this is harmony being like God or showing the characteristics or emulating the qualities that God has, but not making ourselves to be God. So the conclusion is this. We are made in the image of the creator. Jesus, as I have just explained above, is the image of the invisible creator. He set a good example of how we should live Uh, When he walked on this earth, he set such a good example on how we should live and the kind of um, life we should have, how we should treat each other. He set such an example. He also gave us such great teachings on how we should carry ourselves from day to day, the things we should say, the things we should do, how we should forgive one another, how we should love one another. For us to live inspired, harmonious lives, We need to emulate and follow the teachings. We we need to emulate Jesus and follow his teachings. This is how we can achieve an inspired and harmonious life. So, in doing so, this will, in essence, ensure that we are in harmony with the image of the Creator because Jesus is the image of the invisible Creator. And when we do so, we will be able to have uh, inspired and harmonious lives. And so, my question is. Are you in harmony with the image of the creator? Thank you for joining me for today's um, episode. Uh, Please join me for the next episode where we'll be discussing Out of Chaos, Harmony.